Welcome back to the Suitors Podcast. Last episode, we worked through the mongols, the invocations at the beginning of this section, Nadas number six. This episode, we are still on chapter one, and it continues saying that one day Guru Hargobind was residing within his beautiful residence. The Guru was sitting there alone, no one else was there, and the door was closed. Nodded, the son of Brahma, he was like the cloud in the winter months, just filled with joy. His complexion was pure and white. He randomly made himself apparent in the room. So he streamed himself into the room. Guru Hargobind saw him and he got up in respect. They both saluted each other and with respect, Guru Hargobind said to him, Come in, come in, O great Muni, sage. Please sit on a higher position. You have graced me by coming here. Why have you come here? What do you have as a desire in your heart? Narad was just staring at Guru Hargobind's beautiful, large form. He had a great radiance about him, strong arms, Guru Hargobind did. He had a large, round face. On his ears, he was wearing earrings, which were dangling so gracefully. He had such large limbs, and he was wearing the most exquisite silk clothing. Such beautiful clothing, looked so elegant. Narad was just enjoying the sight. And then he began to sing great praise of the Guru, saying, O Master, who has adorned this form as Guru, I salute you. You are forever residing within all knowledge, all contemplation. You are the ultimate Brahm, the Divine Master. No one can comprehend or understand you fully. You have grasped all powers and keep all these powers and miracles hidden. You, the Master of the world, are without any support. You yourself are the support of the world, yet you are separate from the world in this wondrous way. You are without fear. As a great, powerful, and pure master, you have ordained such an easy path, bunt, in this dark age. You give out such simple teachings to your servants and take them across the ocean of life. The teachings being that one should, without any hypocrisy, forever worship the true name, removing one's arrogance or ego related to one's body, and in such a way obtain the divine realm. You are the great tiger who destroys large elephant like mole attachment. You destroy it so easily, like how light scatters darkness. The son of the Bedi clan, Guru Nanak, came into this world, followed by the moon in the clan of the Trihan, Guru Angadevji. Then Mohri's father took form in the world as Guru Amradachi, followed by the great illuminating Guru Ramdasji. Guru Arjun took the peaceful form and created the Guru Ransa, destroying all the sins of his servants by constructing the Amritsar Sarova. Your father had such resolve and determination like the earth. And the first five gurus spread the light of Sikhi across all domestic and foreign lands. You now have taken this grand form, adorning weapons, creating new traditions after the first five gurus. You have adorned the sword of both Biri, spirituality, and Miri, sovereignty. So why have you not already destroyed the enemies? Oh, your nature is to be the ocean of compassion, the destroyer of the wicked one. So play out your drama, your lila, which is residing in your mind. You are the great king of all kings, the master of all. You are the cherisher of the meek and the savior of all the saints. I salute you, Guru Hargobind. But now, swell up the heroic spirit, Biras. Orchestrate vicious warfare and become the sign of victory in the battlefield. For this cause, understand my arrival here. So please prepare for this endeavor. 
Please listen to my request. So Narad said this eight-verse praise of Guru Hargobind standing in front of the Guru. He then sat down and spoke about the stories of Guru Nanak. He said, Guru Nanak spent time in the Modikana, the store, until the Divine Creator called for him. In the river Vei, Varan Devta, the Devta of the ocean, directed him to the Divine, where he received the Divine teachings. At that point, he left all his work and spent his time spreading Sikhi. He traveled across domestic and foreign lands, in all corners, and people listening to his words followed his path. In this way, until this time, you've spent your time among your family. So now begin your task for warfare without any delay. I am just reminding you of this duty, which when I see you in the battlefield, I'll be so happy. Guru Hargobind heard this and laughed, saying, Oh, just watch now all the warriors fighting, dying in battle. Only a few days remain. There will be a large battle at the fort of Logar here in Amritsar. I've been waiting for you, that you will come, Narad, and then your wife will come, Kala, conflict, will arrive. And then at that point in this dark age, I'll construct battlefields for war. I'll show you all the enemies being destroyed. Now great wars will kick off, and after me, my grandson will also fight in the battlefield. He'll be scattering the battlefield with decapitated heads. All the Joganis, the attendants of the goddess, who enjoy watching war along with vultures, will enjoy to their hearts to light the blood and guts on the battlefield. After my grandson, the Khalsa Pant will roar. They'll strike and remove all the power of the Turks. You will just remain watching all these battles over a vast period of time, O Nadad. Nadad heard this and he was just so happy. He got up, saluted the Guru before taking off, heading up towards the heavens where he relayed all that information to the Devtas in heaven, letting them know of the upcoming wars. So after Nadav left, Guru Hargobin spent the night there. On the next day, Guru Hargobin called over his warriors, had them sit close, he did an inspection, he looked around at all the warriors, and to the warriors without weapons, he equipped them. He gracefully gave them all varieties of swords, from Dega, double-edged swords, other swords which were very wide, there were Saf, Sarohi, Janabi swords, swords made from Janab, a very old city in Armenia, near Turkey. Some were made out of Wootz metal. These swords were from Halab, this is right beside Damascus in the modern day country of Jordan. There were some very dazzling large Kanda swords as well as swords from the city of Surat in Gujarat. There were some very loud matchlock rifles and the butt ends of these rifles were just dipped in gold. These were given out to all the warriors. Some of these rifles had very, very long barrels which could shoot the bullets such a great distance. The warriors would look so beautiful holding these guns in the battlefield. They were also given out spears, some spears with metal shafts, some with wood. Other warriors were given bow and arrows. Just great amounts of gunpowder and bullets were being distributed to all the warriors withstanding there collecting these items. Within the stables of the Guru, horses were being equipped, strapped up with saddles and beautiful attire which sits right under the saddle called a zine. Whichever warrior didn't have a horse to his name was given one, which they would then head out and ride in delight. Guru Hargobind made everybody there have this desire arise in their mind to go out hunting. Guru Hargobind commanded all of them, forever now, remain ready with your equipment. So Guru Hargobind said this to the entire army and all the warriors were thinking, oh, 
Guru Hargobind must be preparing for some far travel, perhaps a very big mission. The wedding must not be happening soon because Guru Hargobind is preparing for some large expedition or mission. He's preparing the army greatly, like never before. So this is how the warriors were talking to each other as they were trying to figure out what was going to happen. Meanwhile, for the wedding, the house of the Guru was still supplying preparing all the food. Great amounts of laddus, pakoras, other sweets called kurma. Large jalebis were being made in exquisite fashion. They had such a large amount of ghee, clarified butter and sugar being used for all the sweets there. How can we count all the type of sweets being prepared there that were just countless? They collected all these sweets and placed them in a clean room. So when Mata Gangaji passed away, the duty of the house was taken up by Guru Hargobind's eldest wife, Mata Dmodri. She was responsible now for all these tasks, for organizing, for instructing all the servants, the helpers of the house. And they all remained in her obedience and fear. They were all preparing the food, thinking that the wedding party would enjoy this great collection of food that was just dripping in clarified butter and sugar. There was no shortage of supplies in the Guru's house. They were just making great amounts of food for the wedding. That's how chapter 1 concludes. In the next chapter, we're going to hear about Narad's wife, Kala, conflict, who's going to come meet with Guru Hargobind. So that's where we're going to pick up next time. But as always, I'd like to thank those who have supported the podcast through the Mangalacharan Patreon page. Shut up, Shut up. Shut up.